Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Grape Nuts and Grape Nuts Flakes program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, Rochester, and yours truly, Don Wilson. You know how we talk about a man being a swell provider, don't you? Meaning he's the guy that produces the goods and how. Well, tonight I'd like to talk about two swell providers for your breakfast table. They're Grape Nuts and Grape Nuts Flakes. Boy, do they produce the goods. First, with that grand go-right-to-your-heart flavor, the baldy-rich flavor of sun-ripened wheat and malted barley. Grape Nuts, crisp and crunchy. Grape Nuts Flakes, delicate, toasty brown flakes. Oh, boy. Why, when you sit down to a breakfast with one of these two cheerful, tempting treats, right away you feel all's right with the world. And you'll continue feeling that way all morning long. You see, nutritionists tell us the adequate breakfast should include a cereal with whole grain food values. And there you are. Both grape nuts and grape nuts flakes are crammed full of whole grain nourishment, including iron, niacin, and vitamin B1. Yes, for delicious goodness plus grand nourishment, get those swell providers, grape nuts and grape nuts flakes. gentlemen, as our show opens today, we move the clock back a few hours and take you to Jack Benny's house, where Jack is entertaining his friend, Groucho Marx, and Rochester is busy cleaning up the library. My heart tells me this is just a... My, my, this library show is dusty. Must be 50 shelves in here. I wish Mr. Benny would get books for him. <laughs> mm, this room certainly looks empty. Just a pair of bookends holding up a social security card. <laughs> My heart tells me this is just a fling. Yet you say our love means everything. Do you mean what you are saying? <laughs> Hello, Mr. Benny's residence. Oh, hello, Sam. What's the good word? I can't get off today. And even if I could, I wouldn't participate. I made a New Year's resolution not to play dice anymore. I can't show you the resolution. I lost it in a crap game. <laughs> anyway, Sam, I'm too busy. We have company. I don't know. Some grouch by the name of Marx. Oh, oh Rochester. I'll be with you in a second, boss. I gotta say goodbye now, Sam. See you Wednesday. Oh, well, I'll see you Friday. The game ought to be over by then. <laughs> so long. Rochester, we're out in the patio. Coming! Boy, that was a tough game, wasn't it, Groucho? Yeah. I, I never thought you'd beat me. <laughs> Groucho, 
Roger, would you... Would you like to start another game, or do you want to rest first? I don't need any rest, so only this time you set up the checkerboard. <laughs> okay. Of course, I could get Rochester to set it up. No, no, that way we wouldn't get any exercise at all. That's right. Did you call, boss? Uh, Rochester, Mr. Marks and I just finished our game. We'd like a drink. I want a Coke. What would you like, Groucho? Right now, I'd like heading them up, but my sponsor wants me to say blue ribbon beer. <laughs> oh, well... I'll have, a, I'll have a man-to-man talk with my sponsor. I'll talk to him about the birds and the beers and... Groucho, the... please. You're sorry you didn't think of that line, aren't you? Yeah. Well, that makes two of us that are sorry. <laughs> Come on, Groucho, let's play. Which checkers do you want this time, the blacks or the reds? Doesn't make any difference, Jack. I'm colorblind. Colorblind? Sure, the minute I came in, I gave my coat to you and shook hands with Rochester. <laughs> that was me. I spent last week in Palm Springs. I couldn't get a room, so I had to sleep out in the sun. Well, that wouldn't be so tough if you combed your eyebrows down over your eyes instead of up over your scalp. I never thought of I never thought of that. Huh? I didn't think of it either. I just read it here in the script. <laughs> I read anything they put in for me. What? Yes, sir. Here's your Coke, Mr. Benny, and Mr. Marks, here's your bottle of beer. Thank you, Rochester. That'll be 15 cents. <laughs> Rochester, Mr. Marks happens to be my guest Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Marks There's no charge for the beer Thanks, thanks Say, how about a bottle opener? That'll be 15 cents <laughs> Rochester Jack, I thought the ticket I bought at the front door covered everything <laughs> It does, Groucho Now, here, uh, here's your drink Fine-looking beer Glass of grape nuts with a head on it <laughs> oh, I wish I could say as much for you <laughs> Joe, stop clowning and let's get on with our game of checkers. Okay, it's your move. So it is, so it is. Let me see. I think I'll move this man. <laughs> hmm. No, I, I think I'll move this one. <laughs> what have you got there, a butler or an outboard motor? <laughs> what? Oh, oh, now let me see. Oh, yes, I think I'll move this checker. Don't! Huh? Don't throw bouquets at me! What? It's a very subtle game. <laughs> now, let's see. Maybe if I move this one... Wait! Huh? Wait till the sun shines Hmm. I wish Frank Sinatra was on my side. <laughs> Let me see. Maybe if I move this one. Yes, I think I will. Now, wait a minute, Jack. Don't you want to wait till you hear from the hit parade? <laughs> now, wait a minute. Oh, I know. I'm going to move this one. My eyes tell me that is not the one. Huh? Unless you're playing just for fun. What? Do you know what you want to do? <laughs> Why 
quiet, Rochester. I'm, I'm trying to concentrate. This is the first time I've ever been to a checker recital. <laughs> now, let's see. I'd have been better off if I'd pay for the beer. <laughs> say, Jack, we each have eight checkers left. Uh, how about doubling the bet? Well, oh, I don't know. All right, let's leave it a nickel. <laughs> yeah, if we make it any more, it takes all the fun out of the game. Oh, say, Groucho, look, before we play any more, I want to show you a trick. Watch me, watch me balance these five red checkers on my fingernails. Look. Hey, that's a pretty good stunt. Uh-oh, boss, here comes your crazy boarder, Mr. Billingsley. Oh, yes. Hello, Mr. Billingsley. Hello, Mr. Benny. Getting a manicure, I see. <laughs> no, no, I'm playing checkers with a friend of mine. This is Groucho Marx. How do you do, Mr. Billingsley? Now, don't tell me your name. Let me guess. It's Groucho Marx. I'll get it. I'll get it. Give me time. Mr. Billingsley, it's Groucho Marx. Marx, M-A-R-X, M-A-R-X. Pleased to meet you. I'm, uh, L-S-M-F-T. L-S-M-F-T. <laughs> Mr. Billingsley, if you don't mind, we're trying to play a game of checkers. Oh, then I'll run along. Goodbye, Mr. Benny. Goodbye. Oh, I haven't seen her in years. <laughs> Come on, Groucho, let's continue with the game. Huh? Say, Jack, uh, what's that peculiar odor I smell around here? Oh, that's my camel. I think I'll get one for my house. I need an excuse, too. <laughs> well, let's get on with our game. Gee, Groucho, isn't California wonderful? Here it is February, and we're sitting outdoors in our shirt sleeves, playing checkers. <laughs> You're right, Jack. It's a beautiful day, not a cloud in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> and say, isn't it... Isn't it funny how all of us radio comedians kid about the California weather? Yes, and try to make people believe that the sun doesn't always shine here. You said it. <laughs> Go ahead, Groucho. It's your move. Now, let me see. Uh, I'll move this one. All right. Then I'll move here. Just a moment, Jack. That's off the board. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh then I'll move here. Go ahead, Groucho. Now, let's see. Uh, I'll move this one. Well... That makes me move this one. That was a pretty clever move, Jack. Now, uh, let's see. Uh... Well, I'm afraid you're going to lose this game, Groucho. Oh, I don't care, Jack. Just sitting here looking at you is sheer ecstasy. <laughs> uh, keep your mind on the game, Groucho. Who moved last? I did. Hey, wait a minute. Look what time it is. My goodness, I have to go over to the studio for my broadcast. Say, Groucho, do you want me to drive you home? No, thanks. I'll just wait here and catch my house as it floats by. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, you, uh... You do live upstream, don't you? <laughs> just above the dam. Yes. Yes, we come down and spawn during the month of May. <laughs> See, I gotta pick up Mary and take her to the studio So, say, Groucho, why don't you come along and see my program? All right, but don't forget, you're coming over to my program next week Okay, Groucho, it's a deal Okay, oh, goodbye, boss, Jack boss, you better come in Why? That California dust is coming down in buckets <laughs> Oh, it is at that Come on in, Groucho
Oh, Butterfly. Butterfly. Yes, Miss Livingston? Uh, Mr. Benny's picking me up in a few minutes, and I don't know what dress to wear. Well... You think it'd be all right if I wore my green dress with my brown coat? Oh, it's all right with me if it's all right with you. Well, the only trouble is, when I wear that green dress, everybody keeps looking at me. You should worry, as long as you've got it on. <laughs> I suppose so. Anyway, Mr. Benny always likes to see me nicely dressed at the broadcast. I wish he were here now. Well, don't worry. Your green dress looks awfully pretty. Well, I'm not worried about the dress now. I'm thinking about the shoes. I don't know whether he'd like me to wear high heels or low heels. I think Mr. Benny is a low heel type. <laughs> Butterfly, what do you mean? I mean he'd like you to look shorter than him. Oh. Now take my boyfriend, Jerome. He always wants me to wear high heels. Why? Does he want you to look taller? No, he likes to trip me. <laughs> trip you? Well, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Oh, that must be Mr. Benny now. I better hurry along, Butterfly. See you when I get home from the broadcast. All right. Goodbye, Miss Livingston. And I hope you'll be very funny on the program. Well, thanks, Butterfly. I'm glad you're interested. Oh, it's not that. But when you don't get laughs, I can't show my face on Central Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll try my best. Goodbye. Goodbye. Mary, hurry up. We'll be late for the program. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> gang, here we are. Hello, Jack. Hiya, Mary. Hello, Mr. Benny. Don, Don, are we ready to start the show? Well, Jack, the show's been on 10 minutes. Oh, oh, that's right. Is everybody here? Yeah. Good, because I've got a big surprise. Now, ladies and gentlemen, tonight for our feature attraction, we're going to do one of our great mystery melodramas entitled, Who Put the Thumbtack on Mrs. Gilroy's Davenport? Or... <laughs> Now, in this play... <laughs> in, this, in this play, I will once again be that master super sleuth, Captain O'Benny. And Phil... Oh, for heaven's sake, Jack. Every time we do one of these plays, you always want to be the captain. Yeah, why don't you let somebody else be the captain? All right, Phil, you can be the captain. I'll be the sergeant. It's about time I got a decent part. All right, all right, you're the captain. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as the scene opens at police headquarters, the captain is found dead. <laughs> Which immediately promotes... Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's something wrong, but... Well, I want to be the sergeant. You be the captain. Well, if you insist, Phil, you're the sergeant. Now, Dennis, you're going to be my expert on fingerprints. What's a fingerprint? Look, kid, when you put your hand on a doorknob, pull the door open and go inside, what do you leave on the doorknob? My glove, it's too big for me. I don't mean that. Oh, I'll explain it to him, Jack. Look, Dennis, did you ever see Mr. Benny eating in a restaurant? Yeah. Well, a fingerprint is what he leaves on the table for the waitress. Very funny. Who told you that joke? A waitress. A waitress I know. <laughs> Phil, you and Dennis will be my assistants, and Don, you're going to be the murdered man. The murdered man? Yes. You don't mind, do you? Mm, oh, no, not at all. But tell me, Jack, do I get killed before breakfast or after? Oh, Don, what's the difference? What's the difference? Are you crazy? 
down. Why, if I'm killed before breakfast, I won't have a chance to eat those toasty brown sweet as a nut grape nuts flakes. I know, Don Z, but... Let me die after breakfast, then I can act. You can? Yes, my motto is, eat a good breakfast, do a better job. Oh, oh, I see. Well, all right, Don, we'll fix it that way. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this mystery melodrama will go on immediately after Don has his breakfast and Dennis sings his song. Go ahead, Dennis. Okay. Well, Mr. Benny, before I sing, there's something I'd like to ask you. What is it, kid? Did Mrs. George Bernard Shaw leave you anything? <laughs> no, no, Dennis. Go ahead and sing, will you? Anything come what might For the sake of having you near In spite of a warning voice That comes in the night And repeats and repeats in my ear Aren't you an old little fool You never can win Use your mentality Wake up to reality each time I do just the thought of you makes me stop before I begin cause I've got you under my skin I've got you That was I've Got You Under My Skin, sung by Dennis Day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for our mystery melodrama entitled... Say, Jack. What? Did you hear Fred Allen's program last week? Well, I was driving along in my car listening to the radio just as Allen was coming on the air. Oh, then you heard him. No. Fortunately, I had a wreck in the nick of time. <laughs> what happened on Allen's program? Well, he was talking to Luella Parsons about the book she wrote. Oh, the one about all the leading radio and screen personalities? Yes, and Alan said if she tore out the pages about you, the book would sell for a higher price. Oh. Well, Alan was just mad because his life story was so short. 
born in Boston, died in Porterville. <laughs> Buried in radio. <laughs> there. Anyway, Mary, that book Luella Parsons wrote is really swell. It's called The Gay Illiterate. Hey, wait a minute, Jackson. Don't get personal. <laughs> Phil, I wasn't talking about you. I just mentioned the title of the book, The Gay Illiterate. Yeah, there's nothing wrong in being gay. <laughs> Thank you, kid. Anyway, getting back to Alan, I could tell you more, but since this is Good Fellowship Week, I must admit that deep in my heart, I love Fred Allen. And now, folks... Say, Jackson, that reminds me. You know the magazine Billboard had a radio editor's poll and they voted Fred Allen's program the funniest on the air. Oh, they did, eh? Well, let me tell you... Jack, Jack, this is good fellowship week. Oh, yes. Congratulations, Freddie. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, for our thrilling mystery melodrama entitled The Gilroy Murder Case, or He Must Have Been a Sword Swallower Because the Stabbing Was an Inside Job. <laughs> That sounds like a Groucho Marx if I ever heard one. <laughs> the scene opens. The scene opens behind closed doors. The scene opens behind closed doors at police headquarters, where we find that rough, tough, hard-bitten super sleuth, Captain O'Benny. Curtain. Music. Lay that pistol down, babe. Lay that pistol down. Captain O'Benny! Woo! <laughs> I wish you wouldn't scare me, O'Harris. I'm alone here, you know. Now, what is it? Well, Sergeant O'Day and me want to know if you have any more assignments for us. More? What happened on that Langley murder case? I sent you two to investigate. Oh, that we did, sir. <laughs> That's right, Captain. We went over there, but we found the man dead. Good. What did you do? We buried him and went home. <laughs> Fine bunch of assistants I've got. Now listen, men. I'll take it. Hello, Police Captain O'Benny speaking. Oh, Captain, Captain, this is Mrs. Gilroy. Yes? Come over to my house at once. My husband was murdered. Murdered? When? Now. <laughs> now? Yes, he ate a good breakfast, but I did a better job. I see. Well, we'll be, we'll be right over. Goodbye. All right, men, there's been a murder. Close the doors and don't let anybody out. But, Captain, it didn't happen here. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Come on, fellas, let's go. The police car's outside. And we'll find the murder of Mrs. Gilroy's husband, or my name ain't Clearwater Clapsaddle O'Benny. <laughs> This is the house, man. Hmm. There she is now. We're the police. Are you the widow? Yes. Oh, poor Donald. He was such a good husband. Oh, Donald, why did you leave me? I know how you feel, Mrs. Gilroy. <laughs> and what an ordeal I'll have to go through. You see, Donald loved my voice, and I promised him I'd sing at his funeral tomorrow. We're going to bury him today. 
quiet and cut out the dialect. Oh. I hope he hears me. Oh, my poor Donald. You, you promised your husband you'd sing at his funeral? Yes. Mary's a dose and dozy dose and little empty divey, a kissy divey too, wouldn't you? Oh, poor, poor Donald. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Hey, Chief. What? I happen to know that yesterday Mrs. Gilroy took out a million-dollar insurance policy on her husband. Uh -huh. Then she went out and got herself a pistol permit. Then she bought a sharp knife, an axe, and a pound of arsenic. <laughs> that must have been Phil Harris's line. <laughs> hmm. Well, then what killed him? Measles. <laughs> oh, yes. X marks the spots. Oh, my poor husband He's gone And left me with seven children Seven little children That I'll have to raise myself Oh, why did he have to die And leave me to care For those poor little innocent darlings Oh, why, why, why Wait a minute, calm down You haven't any children I know, but this is the week Of the Academy Award And I thought I'd make a stab at it <laughs> Well, forget about it Come in Say, I understand that a man was murdered here a couple of hours ago. That's right. What do you know about it? Nothing. I just want to read his room. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm sorry, but his room's not for rent, honey. Okay. Goodbye, honey. <laughs> Aha, my first suspect. What are you talking about? I never saw that man before in my life. And why did you call him honey and kiss him? This is good fellowship week. Oh, yes, I keep forgetting. Well, I'm going to search this room. Now, listen, Mrs. Gilroy. Hey, Chief, Chief! What is it, O'Day? Would you think a man is guilty if you saw him running around with a smoking gun in one hand, a bloodstained knife in the other, and he just kept screaming? I did it! I did it, and I'm glad! I tell you, I'm glad I did it! Ha! I'm glad I did it! <laughs> Why, of course that man is guilty. Well, if I see anyone like that, I'll arrest him. <laughs> That old day is a great detective. Now listen, Mrs. Gilroy, I'm going to search this room to find the murder of your husband. I'll look in this closet first. Ah, here's a gun. Put it in your handkerchief, O'Harris. In my handkerchief? Yes, then you won't erase the fingerprint. Okay. Now let's... O'Harris, what happened? I shouldn't have blown my nose with it. <laughs> That's all right. You look better that way. <laughs> Now, come on, Harold Harris. Let's go out in the backyard and look for more clues. Yeah, it's too nice a day to be inside. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look. A box. Face down on the grass. Yeah, and he's wearing a checkered suit. A checkered suit? See, that gives me a great idea. Can you play checkers, O'Harris? Yeah, Chief. Then what are we waiting for? Sure, we can use the buttons for checkers. Okay. It's your move, O'Harris. Now, uh, let's see... Okay, I'll move this one. Okay. I think I'll move this one. All right, I'll jump you. Doggone, it looks like you got me cornered this time. Well, let's see. I'll move this one here, and then we'll... Mr. Wilson, you worked real hard in that mystery drama, so I'm going to help you out now. You're going to help me out? Yes, sir. I'm going to do some announcing for you. 
Folks, you just don't know how good breakfast can be unless you've enjoyed that multi-risk, toasty brown flake cereal that's American favorite. Now, just a second, Rochester. You left out something. Oh, no, Mr. Wilson. Folks, if you've never tried this distinctly, distinctive flake cereal with the sweet as a nut flavor, you just don't now, know... Rochester, you left out something. Oh, no, Mr. Wilson. Folks, you never tasted anything more delicious than that multi-rich goodness and that wonderful whole grain nourishment is something you need every day. But, Rochester, listen, and this is important. You've left out something. What, Mr. Wilson? What did I leave out? You left out the name. What's the name of this multi-rich toasty brown flake cereal with the wonderful whole grain nourishment? Huh? Why, uh... Well, Rochester, I haven't heard you mention it yet. Mr. Wilson, when you say the multi-rich, whole-grain, flake cereal, that's an American favorite, why, everybody just knows it's... it's... Well, I gotta go now. I'll see you later, Mr. Wilson. Rochester, it's Grape Nuts Flakes. Well, what do you know? So long, folks. <laughs> well, Groucho, Groucho, I'll see you on your program next week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Aha and oh-ho, if you crave something good, get hot grape nut wheat meal. Ladies, you should. Aha and oh-ho, if you want a real prize, then ask for the big new economy size. Yes, a bargain in quality and quantity, too, of the luscious hot cereal that's tops in flavor, full-bodied texture, real whole wheat nourishment. That's hot grape nut wheat meal in the big 30-ounce economy size package. This is the National Broadcasting Company.